Welcome to a talk from St Saviour's Sunbury. We hope it blesses you. My name is Ron. If you're listening online right now, very warm welcome to you. I'm the senior pastor here at St. Saviour's, and we're just going to look for the first couple of weeks of our new term, uh, our vision, and how we furnish that vision, if you like, as well. So you'll know, if you're a regular here, you'll know that our vision is to see lives radically transformed in the love and power of Jesus Christ. So that's our vision. That's what we want to see. And vision isn't just kind of, oh, I can see what it is over there what we want to be and what we want to be as a church, but actually it's our preferred destination. So so over here is where we want to be. This is where we want to see lives radically transformed in the love and power of Jesus Christ. And oftentimes we find ourselves over here and that's fine because vision as we head towards, as we journey towards the vision of seeing our lives radically transformed, those of us that are in here and our community in which we inhabit we see that, but we are, we're here and we know that our destination is over there. Our preferred future, the better me, is over here. And by the grace of God, I'm on that journey from the me that's here. How do we get to be over there? There is where I want to be. And often people say, don't they, I'm getting there. You ask someone a question, how's this going? Oh, I'm getting there. Right? How, how's it going with the kids? Well, we're getting there. How's it going with the teething? We're getting there. Right? It's a common saying, we're getting there, because we know there, when we get there, when we realize the vision and we get to that place, we know things will be all right. Also, I'm sure you've probably heard someone say, I'm going to take a year out because I want to go and find myself. Right? That's right, isn't it? It's a, it's a perfectly good saying nowadays. I'm going to take a year out. I'm going to take some time out. I'm going to go to Goa. I'm going to go to Vietnam. I'm going to go and find myself, right? And because they're looking for the me that's over here. It doesn't matter whether you're a Christian or not, but you're looking for this better version of you that you know is in your, it's your vision. You can see it. So even people who are not Christians will know that they're here and they want to be over there. They're going somewhere to find themselves. And the thing, the thing about moving from here to this preferred vision, the better me that I was created to be in the image of God I was created. I was created to be good and perfect and pleasing to him. I know that if I am here to get there is going to require this terrible word of which most human beings are fearful. It is change. It's going to require change for me to move to this person to become that person, to have that vision, that destination to see my life and the lives of those around me radically transformed in the love and power of Jesus. And the problem is some of you are sitting there going, say, well, that's great. You can have that vision. How on earth am I actually going to change when I am this angry young man and I've always been angry and now I'm 50? I'm just furious or I'm this knackered out young parent. My kids, you don't understand how tiring it is to look after my kids at two o'clock or five o'clock in the morning. When you've lost your purpose, how are you going to change when you've lost your purpose? Because you no longer work. And at work, you were the boss. How are you going to change 
When you're poor, if only you were like those rich people, you had a few more quid in your pocket, then I could be that better version that you're talking about. How are you going to change when you're so far in debt that you think, do you know what, my family would be better off without me? How are you going to change when you're still struggling with the things that were done to you when you were a child or when you were a teenager? Yeah, it's all right for you to say those words, Ron, but how am I going to change when that is me? You're going to have to lose yourself to find yourself. You're going to have to lose yourself to find yourself. That's how I think you're going to be able to change even when you're in those circumstances. And you know what the really good news is? Look, we aren't the first people to have struggled with this kind of question. Because if you read Romans 12, it says, "Therefore, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have all the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. This is the word of the Lord. And the thing I want to pose to you this morning is, are you willing? Can I get a yes? Yes. I got one. Are you willing? But you don't know what what I'm going to say. Are you willing to do what? (laughs) But you're willing, whatever, whatever he wants. That's good. Are you willing to give up? Are you willing to sacrifice parts of the old you so you can journey to become the better you that God created you? Are you willing to do that? Yes. Yes. Are you willing to sacrifice, to give up your time to serve his church so that we can become the community of believers that we are called to be? Are you willing? Yes. Are you willing to give up your will to surrender your will and your desires and your wants and your needs so that his will is done in your life. Yes. Are, you willing? Are you willing? That's good. Are you willing? So, sacrifice. The Christian life is all about sacrifice. Sacrifice for God requires us to be all in. Mind, body, soul, strength. He wants the whole thing, the whole package. Sacrifice leads to transformation. Transformation of us and the community around us, and sacrifice leads to service. The outworking in view of God's mercy is that we will serve because of what God has done for us. Now, I may well have lost you at the word sacrifice, because you're all thinking, uh, have you not heard of the Industrial Revolution, Ron? We don't do that kind of thing anymore. You know, you don't have to get a goat at the front here and slit the throat and kind of bloody all that. I've lost you, haven't I? The vegetarians are gone, not in my kitchen ever. The vegans are out. Please come back. Please come back. We're not going to talk about it anymore. 
But sacrifices, sacrifice, you see, what we talk about as a Christian, it's not like the old ways of sacrifice because we've just shared in the body and blood of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, his perfect sacrifice, when he went to the cross for you and for I, when he saw your mistakes and he said, I'm going to go and pay the price for them so that they could be free, he covered it entirely. Your debt was paid in full. You owed him a massive check, one which you could never pay or repay or take out a mortgage for, or a loan for, and he said, don't worry, stamped, paid, you are declared free. And so Jesus has done that, and that's what we celebrate here in a bread and wine. And sacrifice, it just requires us to be all in. This is what God's just saying, I want all of you. I want all of you. And I know if you're not a Christian here this morning, if you don't really believe this stuff, I can tell you, you're making sacrifices in your life. I tell you for sure, you are sacrificing for something. What you are living for right now, you are making sacrifices for. Um, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's the love of your life. Maybe it's your kids. Perhaps it's the new car, the bigger house, the better vacation. Whatever you are making, whatever your life is living for, whatever you are living for, you are making sacrifices. We all make sacrifices. But we don't have to do those old sacrifices. The sacrifice of Christians is not like the old sacrifice in those ways. We're not looking to sacrifice animals in order to cover our guilt and shame because Jesus has done that for us. And Paul says, in view, he starts off, therefore, because in the previous 11 chapters of Romans, he's explained what it means about God's to receive and to hear and to feel and to live God's grace and mercy. If you've never read Romans 1 to 11, go home and read it. It is the best theological document there is, 1 to 11. And therefore, he says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, everyone, in view of God's mercy. So because of what Jesus Christ has done for us in our past, in view of his mercy, I urge you to be a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice, It ain't over until the lady sings. It's living. It's continuous. We are always putting ourselves. What happens in the old priesthood is that I, as the priest, would continually keep the fire burning for you guys. And you guys would come and offer your sacrifices, be it a dove or whatever, to kind of atone for you, to cover over your sins. And now what God is saying, well, I don't want you to bring a dove. I don't want you to bring a turtle dove or a pigeon or whatever. I want you to bring you. And I want this fire to burn. I want the fire to burn, and the fire is burning because you are putting yourself on the fire. You are pouring your life out to me in view of the mercy uh, which you've been given. Continually offering ourselves. So it's not like the old sacrifice, but it is life again in this way. You have to put to death your right to live as you choose. You put that to death today and I promise you God will fulfill you a better life and take you to the better you that you were created to be in his image you put to death your right to live as you choose you no longer belong to yourself you belong to God and lastly you don't actually know what's best for you yeah I did actually just say that just stick with me for a bit you don't actually know what's best for you but God does the passage goes on this is our spiritual worship This is our spiritual worship. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies, put yourself on the fire, continually offer yourself to me as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship, this 
this translation says, this is your rational, this is your reasonable, this, this is it. There's, there's nothing else, in view of God's mercy, there's nothing else you can possibly do but reasonably, rationally go, oh, okay, how can I serve you? How can I, how can I jump on the fire and give all of myself to you? So that's what that means. It's just rational. It's reasonable. We have to give up our life to gain our life. You have to lose yourself to find yourself. I never, many of you will have heard this story, I never ever wanted to be a vicar. Okay, there are many days in which I wake up and I still say, I don't really don't want to be a vicar today. And mum says, get out of bed. <laughs> Go and do it. I hear that voice, mother. And I never wanted to be a vicar. When I was starting to work out what I wanted to do, so I took a lot of time out. Um, I can tell you the story another time, but I took a lot of time out of work because I'd suffered from post-traumatic stress uh, and I wanted to spend time with my family that we'd just created and so I wanted to spend time with them. So I took some time out. When my children were starting to go back to school, I was thinking, well, I can't just sit and drink tea all day with the lovely ladies in this village, as nice as that might have been. What do I want to do? Well, I thought, well, ah, I used to work in retail. I've got loads of retail skills. I can go back into retail. I want to go and work for a charity, and I'll make them some money, and they can do some good stuff. That's what I want to do. Well, that never happened. What do I want to do? Well, I want to help people. I want to be a counselor. I thought I could be a counselor, so I started to look into counseling. I want to be counselor. I want to help people. That's a good thing to do. Well, that didn't come off. So there was a lot of searching and a lot of seeking about what I wanted to do. I, I, I. I was asking the wrong question. Because it all started to slot into place when I realized the question was not what do I want to do, but what do you want me to do, God? God, what do you want me to do with my life? Not I want to be, I want to be this, I want to be that. What do you want me to do? And that was when he revealed to me that he wanted me to become a vicar. I'll leave you to work out whether he's got it right or not. There we are. I sacrificed what I wanted in favor of what God wanted. You know, we are either fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ or we're not. There is no partial sacrifice. You're either fully in or you're not. You, have you ever seen a partial sacrifice? Doesn't end particularly well. All in. All in. The following of Jesus Christ is going to affect every area of your life. Wow, we're running out of time already. Are you happy for me to carry on? Yeah. Oh, good. So my second point is that sacrifice leads to transformation. Ultimately, when we give up our wills, our desires, we change, we transform. And we're called as followers to go against the grain, to be countercultural, to be transformed, not to conform to the patterns of this world. And we're not like to be like that chameleon that changes its color to fit in with the background. And human beings, by nature, we, we like to copy. And we're going to copy one or two things in this world. We're going to copy the world, which is kind of whispering at times, very seductively. Ron, if you would just do it this way, we can have a little bit of compromise. It will be all right. It will work out. Sometimes it's screaming at us. And... We have to decide, are we going to copy? Are we going to be listening to that voice? Or are we going to look and pattern our life after Jesus, who you will find contained within the pages of this, and if you have received him into your life, in your heart by his Holy Spirit. Transformation is this complete change away from the world, how you've been shaped by it, 
to be transformed in view of God's mercy. And it covers not what just we think about life, but about abortion, about marriage, about money, about politics, our honesty, our sex, our ambition, the community, our parenting. Every single aspect of our life is under the scrutiny of Jesus Christ in view of his mercy. Not just what we think, but also how we order our lives around all those things as well. We are in the position to stop letting the world dictate to us its own terms and conditions. Did you know that? We have to be ready to challenge those parts where it's whispering seductively to you or where it's screaming at you. Just do this. It'll be easier this way. Jesus challenges us to do things the right way. You cannot follow someone else's pattern of life either. You can only walk with the Spirit from the person that you are into the person that God created you to be, patterning your life after Jesus. I wonder if your faith has changed you or whether you are just the same. Lastly, our sacrifice will lead to service. No worship. When we talk about worship, this is just recognizing God for who he is. He doesn't actually need our worship. He doesn't need our worship. God doesn't need anything from us. But because of the love that we've received from God, in view of God's mercy, because of the grace that Jesus has poured into our lives, in view of all that, we offer back to God worship. We just say, God, you're so worthy of our praise and our adoration. Not because he needs it, but because he's worthy of it. No worship is purely inward. No worship is purely inward. No worship is pleasing to God unless it expresses itself in concrete acts of service performed by the bodies. James, who you're, you can read about in the latter part of this book, who was Jesus' half-brother, who watched Jesus kind of grow, he says faith, what we believe, faith in Jesus Christ without works, without works, without it actually doing something in your life, without it leading to something, he says he's dead. Faith without works is dead. Is it possible that you can come here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, Thursday after Thursday, and just pay lip service to God? Is it, is it possible in the way that I pay lip service to this bunch of no marks? I mean, I'm a Queen's Park Rangers supporter, right? And I can, I can wear a scarf. Simon, I thought I might have got you. Yeah, hallelujah. One other QPR supporter in here. You know, I can wear a scarf. I can buy a flag and wave a flag. Upside down, who cares? I can buy the the brochure to the game. I can watch them on telly. But it's just a hobby. I'm just playing at it. It's just playing. It doesn't really mean much in my life. But Jesus, following Jesus is everything. You know, that sort of thing is just, it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with having hobbies. I'm not telling you there's something wrong in that. But it's just a hobby. But we're not playing at being Christians. We're not paying lip service to God. We can't be because God wants us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, continually offering. And if, and if you get that, if you want to sacrifice yourself on the fire, then you will serve. Ultimately, you will serve. It'll be acts of compassion, acts of mercy, caring for those on the margins, teaching in our kids and in our youth, offering hospitality. Every Christian, it says, every Christian has these gifts, ways 
to serve. It is plural. So if you're sitting there thinking, ah, Adam, I serve by singing or I serve in the kids' team, but that's it. Actually, God says, no, you've got more than one way of serving. There are ways to serve. And I don't talk just about service in church either. This isn't just a, this isn't just a sermon designed to get you all involved in the kids' ministry or on the welcome team. But I want you to serve whilst you're out in the community too. You know, if your gift is, is compassion, then sit with the mum that's burst into tears at the school gate because the day has started disastrously. Go and give her a cuddle. If you find out somebody else in your office is a bit shy of money this week and they ain't going to be able to afford to pay for their MOT, stick some money in the envelope. If your gift is generosity, go and do that. If your gift is hospitality and the, the, the lonely single guy at the office is going home every day on his own, well, invite him round for a meal. Unless you're like a, you know older lady and you're on your own, because otherwise that might get taken the wrong way. You know, the cougar. You don't, I don't want to be encouraging any of that. But maybe today, maybe as you enter into a relationship, maybe this today is the day you're going to say, wow, I've got, I've got a vision of a, a better me. Look, I can be transformed into it if I receive Jesus, if I say, I want to follow you. His Holy Spirit's going to make his home in your heart. Maybe that's today. This is the first time you're ever going to say that. Maybe for you, it's just going deeper with God. And the more that you go into relationship with him, the more you'll be able to lose yourself to find yourself. And you can trust him because it says his will is good and pleasing and perfect. He does, in fact, know what is best for you. And what he wants is change. What he wants is transformation, radical transformation, and it starts with you. So this hour, this moment in history, this cultural moment in history, I ask you, are you willing? Are you willing to change? Are you willing to be the change that you actually want to see in your relationships, in your family, in your community, in your office, wherever you're placed, Monday through Saturday? He wants you to change. As badly, I'm sure, as many of you are sitting there, oh, you know what, Ron, I do want to change. You know, because I'm, I'm stuck in them habits, because I'm knackered, because I've lost my purpose, because I don't have any money, because I'm so far in debt, because I'm still struggling with the things that were done to me in my own childhood. You need to change. Your community needs you to change. And the only way you're going to be able to do it is with God. With God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You're going to need to offer yourself you're going to need to offer yourself mind, body, soul, spirit, all of you to God. You're going to need to sacrifice all of your things about you, your money, your time, your thoughts, your actions, your prayers, your partner, your children, your job, your bank account, your politics, the whole lot sacrificed to God. You're going to need to offer yourself. You're going to need to sacrifice. You're going to, need to give up yourself in order to serve his church. And you're going to need to offer it all to God. Offer it all to God, and then you will see what a great and glorious picture he is going to take of you who is stood here right now to the great and glorious you, the you that he created you to be, the you that he sees every time he sees you over there and says, come with me, walk with me, walk by my spirit, and we together will become the person I created you to be. Amen. For more information about St Saviour's, please visit our website at www.st.
stsaviorssunbury.org.uk. Thank you.